Okay, so up next is Gretchen Cryer. She is an American playwright, a lyricist, and an actress. And she is also the mother of the very famous John Cryer, who just, oh my gosh, he makes me laugh so much on Two and a Half Men reruns. I just absolutely love his performing on that show. It was just fabulous. Um, But she is playing locally here, and I was pretty excited to be able to see she is playing in her very own play, which she wrote years ago and then rewrote kind of like a sequel, and it's called I'm Still Getting My Act Together and Taking It on the Road. This wonderful, wonderful performance, this kind of a merging of two plays, is playing now at the Laguna Beach Playhouse. And I had the pleasure of laughing and enjoying the play this past week. Uh, but since it's going on until November 1st, I thought it would be really lovely to have Gretchen on the show and tell us a little bit about the backstory of her play. And so I welcome you to listen in to my interview with Gretchen Cryer. Well, welcome to Real People of Orange County, Gretchen Cryer. I'm ex- so excited to hear the story really quickly. I just had such a fabulous time at the play. I can't tell you what a treat it was to uh, walk through your life for a bit. And I'm so grateful that you decided to find such a clever and creative way to share it. Well, thank you. I I am loving doing this whole thing, Uh, this whole idea of putting together the old show, a condensed version of the old show, and then a sequel, which is the same characters 30 years later, has been very exciting because both of those shows were written as standalone pieces. And we had to figure out a way to put them together to make one evening, you know. So there have been a lot of um, a lot of painful cuts and so forth. <laughs> but I think that it ended up turning out really well. And we've had such a fun time doing it. And I've had such a good time um, working with this wonderful cast and the younger version of the character that I play the older version of in Act 2. It's been really fun to do that. You know, both you and she were absolutely amazing. And if you wanted to reflect just a minute on the cast, that would be great for our listeners to hear about who all is performing. Well, the person who plays the younger version of the older character that I play is Erica Hanrahan-Ball. And she is just an extraordinary talent and uh, a wonderful singer and a terrific actress. And she and I have really worked hard to try to become the same character, only with a 30-year difference between us. Um, And we have the wonderful Rex Smith, who, as you probably know, was a teen idol (laughs) back in the early 80s. Um, He had a platinum record called You Take My Breath Away, and he's a wonderful actor, incredible actor. So entertaining. Isn't he? I know. And he keeps coming up with new stuff all the time, and it's, I must say, it is so much fun to play with him, because he's, he's just an extraordinary actor. And then, the thing is, too, he has this incredible voice, but in this musical, the part of the manager is a non-singing role. All the rest of the characters sing and play instruments and so forth, but he is the manager of the group, and he does not have songs in the show. And, you know, when we cast the thing, we were looking for somebody who was a fabulous actor, and it just turned out that the fabulous actor we chose, Rex Smith, also is an incredible singer. So some people are disappointed that he doesn't get to sing, you know, in the show, but that's just the nature of the piece. But his role is this huge 
well, as you saw, first he has to be about 35 years old, and then in Act 2 he has to be 65 years old. And we make we make these transformations. Uh, you know, the cast is all, they're mostly all younger people who we have to, in Act 1, with wigs and so forth, um, they look like 70s people, you know, people from the 70s. And then um, when we are in Act 2, 30 years later, then they, are, they have to age up. And so everybody in the show has to age up 30 years. With Rex, he has to um, age down in Act 1 a bit, and that is accomplished by... Uh, a brilliant a, wig. A brilliant <laughs> wig and, and a brilliant outfit. Yes, it was priceless. <laughs> a rock and roll kind of outfit that's just wonderful. And he's very, he's very convincing, isn't he, oh, as, yes. a, as a younger guy, which yes. is great. And then in Act 2, we just put a little gray in his hair and uh, just age him up a little bit from what his actual age is. There are very few actors who could so convincingly, convincingly traverse the 30 years like that in such a big role. I mean, it's not just like a little role, but man, you know, he's... He really, really does it, and in his manner as well. I mean, you really get this—you know—the young guy on his upward climb as a manager and everything in Act One, and then you get this much more mellowed guy who's at the top of his game in Act Two, and um, it's just a remarkable transformation. And and as an audience member, I can say, just sitting there and watching that transformation happen uh, brings about the poignancy of all of the issues you were really trying to bring to bear in the younger version and just demonstrated, you know, just so brilliantly for the audience, all that we go through as a woman. And I'm, I'm curious for you to reflect a little bit about that. Well, the reason that I wanted to write a sequel was because I wanted to show what the cost was of the kind of things that happened in the 70s, in the late 70s, having to do with women really trying to redefine themselves. It shook up the system. It shook up the old set of role models. And there was this time of big confusion. And the Act One is about that time of confusion when women were trying to redefine themselves and men were very confused about what do women want, what, and confused about how they are supposed to act. I mean, are they still supposed to help a woman on with her coat and pull out a chair for her and open doors, or is that considered condescending, or what is it? What's going on with women? And that was, you know, in the first show, I was trying to capture that confusion and and the, what women had to go through to try to stake out their own territory and their own identities. But there was a cost to that um, in the breakdown of the old role models. Sometimes the cost, in, as is shown in our show, is that the, the mother-daughter relationship then suffers because the, the kid, while the women were trying to stake out their territory out there, Kids often, well, in my own personal case, uh, I got divorced, and uh, and my kids did not have a dad around, and so 
the the cost of this breakdown was something that I wanted to write about, and that's what we did. Now I know I'm making this sound like a very somber piece, but oh, it, it isn't, isn't at all. It's a very it funny is, piece. I laughed so much. I I was so surprised. And I mean, the amount of laughter that we had in the audience was really loads of fun, and it was it was at points a little bit of a laugh and cry. But you, mm-hmm. you know, it was very much tempered by some wonderful humor and and being able to look now back at what women went through and and honestly, it was so interesting how quickly um, the women's liberation movement was erased by the next generation, and I I, I didn't. Know. I don't think I realized what that impact might have had on women of your generation until the film, or not the film, the, the play elucidated that so beautifully. Yeah, well, and also then, um, Act Two, I really wanted to talk about women who then were trying to redefine themselves having to do with age. I mean, these women who back in the 70s were breaking the mold and trying to redefine what the role of women, you know, was, now are trying to redefine what it is to be an older woman. And that is equally difficult because there's a whole set of expectations about what it is to be an older woman and uh, that were rather irrelevant, you know, that point gets made in in Act 2. And then... And so, in Act Two, the Heather character is really trying to redefine herself, having to do with age and dealing with the manager Joe, who still has his old concepts about what it is to be an older woman. And his definition of an older woman is someone who's almost forty, whereas he's sixty-five, and but he considers the forty-year-old woman an older woman. So. Um, and that's a great source of humor. But anyway, um, and then ultimately the character that I play has to run into the fact that this guy really wants a baby, and there's no way that she could give him a baby now at her age, and she has to face that reality. So women do have certain biological realities that they have to deal with that no matter if they are trying to to break the old ideas of, about aging, still you come down to the fact that you can't have a baby, but a man can, um, you know, so there's that, That's the always reality gonna, of that. That's always going to be there for them, but what I found interesting is that it wasn't a play just for women, because there was so much for the men there as well to see how uh, his choices Joe's choices really affected his own life, and he somehow missed out on significance, yeah. too, by chasing that youth and chasing this yeah. this ideal that he thought he was supposed to hold. And, exactly. and he was still exactly. stuck there, you know, 30 years later when he rejoins with Heather, he was still stuck and then now trapped. Yeah, and that's it, exactly right. It was fascinating. It really it was so beautifully done. So reflect on for a moment for me what it's like for you as a mom uh, really putting out a play, I, I think that mirrors a lot of your own personal experiences. Uh, and you're doing this now with your children. Can you tell us yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah. This well, project. it does It does mirror a lot of my experiences and the emotional reality of my experiences. I have put it in a 
a fictional context, as you as you know, um, because no, I never had to deal with a manager like Joe. You know, this this is a fictional context, but the underlying emotional reality of the whole thing is, um, I mean, the relationship with men and relationship with children and so forth. All of that is real and has been lived out by me. And, um, yeah, it is interesting. Um, my son, Johnny, does have the rights to this piece to carry it forward, if indeed it will go forward, which is wonderful because he's so, he is very supportive. And um, my daughter and her family are going to be, my daughters are going to be coming to the show on Sunday night, which is going to be fun. And um, so, you know, it really is great to have my whole family here. Um, as I say, the the piece is a fictional piece, but it is absolutely, uh, you know, it has autobiographical undertones all the way through. Um, and the old piece also from 30 years ago was based in, there were, you know, there are whole sections of it. Like one section that we had to cut out when we were shortening the piece was, I don't know. Did you ever see the old show? No. No. I didn't. Okay, then there's no point in my telling you what got cut out. <laughs> but there was a whole uh, a whole uh, segment for Heather uh, about her marriage and her relationship with her husband and what went wrong there. And that was directly out of my life, that particular section. That is not in this current version because we had to cut so much. It, you know, it originally was a 90-minute show, and the act two, the, the first sequel that we wrote was way over 90 minutes, so we had to completely, you know, condense and just get to the essence of both of them in order to put them together. And now I really like, I really like the fact that we have put them together. Well, it's it's brilliant, brilliantly folding into each other. I was mesmerized the entire time. I did not feel any passage of time. It was, went so quickly. Oh, that's um, good. I was entertained. We were worried it was going to be t- too long, uh, <clears throat> I w- and that I didn't even would get it. restless and walk out. But no, I didn't even notice it. And I sat there. You know, I was a little concerned about bringing my daughters with me, but I felt like I gave them the best lesson in women's liberation <laughs> and what that meant for so many women, because they will study about it and they won't understand the conundrums that women uh-huh. experience. And I felt well, like, I, I felt, you know, gosh, I'm bringing him to, you know, really something that deals with adult subject matter. But I felt, I felt actually proud at the end that I, that I brought them to it so they could see and understand. And um, to me, that was significant. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Now, how long does the play run at the Laguna Beach till, Playhouse? Till November 1st. And Kimberly, that is so interesting what you just said, because we have had a number of very young women come up afterwards and just and have loved the show. When I'm talking about very young, I mean teenagers, you know, not little kids, but the teenagers, your or 18, 19, 20-year-olds. And I have been, frankly, very interested and surprised that they responded so strongly to it because I, I knew that older audiences would... Um, because it is their lives. It's their lives. <laughs> it's I therapy for them. I didn't know that 
teenagers would, and that that is very interesting to me, and that your daughters, how old are your daughters? She's 16, and and my other one was a little younger and probably not as equipped to understand, Mm -hmm. but... um, But I loved I loved the one question she asked me as we were leaving. You know, you're not, as a parent, you don't ask your children or you don't offer information they're not ready for the answers for. Mm-hmm, but she mm-hmm. said, now, how are they going to artificially inseminate? How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, fortunately, we're a medical family. I answered the question very clinically. And um, but it was really funny to me that out of the whole play, that was the one question she wanted to. That's what stuck. (laughs) She needed an answer to that one. It was priceless. But I did. I did. You know, I hesitated at first, but um, but I did feel really proud at the end because there's so many social implications that you cover and so brilliantly and so entertainingly. I just was really, really impressed. So I I had to to talk about the character of Jake in the show because he kind of represents the, quote, the new man, you know, yes, the, the, the younger guy who early on is 15 years younger than the Heather character. And in Act One, he's very supportive and he's in love with her, but she can't, she's not ready for him at that point, you know. And then in Act Two, she's still off on her quest for this unattainable guy, Joe, and but Jake is always there and kind of supportive and kind of, and so I, I needed to have that presence. And he's played so well by Jesse Johnson, who is uh, just a wonderful actor, singer, guitar player. You know, I mean, he was a real fine. Is he the also. one that's Don Johnson's son? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Star-studded cast, man. I know. That's he's, impressive. And he's wonderful because, you know, I think mainly he's been being, uh, he has a band of his own. Uh, you know the the plays out and stuff, and he's an actor as well. But this this role really uses his talents to the max, and the way he ages is so much fun. You know, from Act One with his long blonde yes. hair, and then Act Two, this with really cool looking guy uh, who's aged up thirty years. <laughs> it just it's so much fun. Well, I continue to be impressed with the talent that uh, our Orange County's Laguna Beach Playhouse continues to attract down there. And I'm so delighted by the entertainment and and really, honestly, the lessons that we can share with our families, too. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a family play. I wouldn't go bringing a bunch of little kids, especially if they're not mm-hmm. equipped for some language. Right. But so, so brilliantly done. And uh, Gretchen Cryer, I'm so thankful you took the time to share your vision with us and, and really, honestly, a, a beautiful legacy to leave to your children to um, to continue to play out for generations to come to understand what women experience it was just brilliant well thank you so much and thanks to you for taking the time and i'm so glad you came and brought your daughters this is great all right well thank you